Welcome to the Grappling We See exactly. Grappling Rewind Podcast. Welcome to this week on the Grappling Rewind Podcast. On this week's show, we are going to recap Fight to Win 114 in Mirrors Out of Mirror? <laughs> Portland. Portland, Oregon. We had to look it up. Um, we are also going to preview Fight to Win 115 in Seattle, Washington. Masvidal versus Pettis. That's a, those are two different events. The King of Mats, Heavyweights, and Toro Cup 14. As always on the show, I'm your host, Maine. Join with my co-host. Emil. How are you doing, Emil? I'm doing great, man. I'm still riding this fucking World's High. Dude, World's was amazing. It's We're fucking gonna... incredible. Dude, there's so many, there's so many cool storylines, and it's like it's been nice to take the next week to digest what's been going on. Um, and it's kind of crazy that jujitsu doesn't stop, man. Like we we're already seeing people that we've covered in the world's competition competing this fucking weekend. Yeah, there's so. no there's no break. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna recap a bunch of people we saw at Worlds like this week from fight, fight to win. win. Yep, it's just crazy. There's, there is no season in jujitsu. You just go until you can't go no more. Then you take a break and you come back. There's there's gi season and no gi season, but. It just keeps going. So a little bit of a show news before that. Uh, again, we're running a patch contest on Instagram. Uh, go look at our Instagram to find out a way to win a Grappling Rewind patch. Um, in other podcast news, um, I blew up the old computer accidentally <laughs> while recording the bonus episode that was supposed to come out last week with Josh. So Maine, like, Maine was doing some fucking mad scientist shit over here. Like There was cables coming in and out of all kinds of boards and stuff. Managed to completely fry his... Uh, just, soundboard. Just the audio. I basically blew up the chip. You basically blew out the only important part on your fucking computer. For yeah. me, pretty much, yeah. yeah. So uh, we are on a 10-year-old computer that I have that can run Logic. So if the audio is a little more janky this week, I, I apologize. We should be back to normal. It's getting repaired. The old computer is getting repaired. Um, we are on a different Mac that I have not used in a long time that I used in my undergraduate you know, career, and that was a while ago. So um, if anything sounds kind of off, that's it. We should be back to the normal machine next week, so I apologize for any weird stuff. Um, the episode with Josh will probably come out on YouTube uh, this week, but I don't have the machine that I need to edit it on yet. So, uh, so that does that. In other big news, we have a big replacement. Um, Keenan versus Margali at Third Coast is now going to be Cyborg versus Margali. Yeah, so Keenan uh, got a rib injury during the world's competition. In the open weight. Yeah. After, basically after he beat Mar- after No, it was after the low match. He beat Margali, and then he fought Leandro Lowe, and then he took a rib injury after that decision, and he is now out of Third Coast, but he's been replaced by Cyborg Abreu. Yeah, so rib injuries are fucking brutal. It's no surprise that he's got to take some time to convalesce here. Uh, wish him so we're convalesce? Yeah, that's to recover, man. There you go. Main learns I knew, a new I fucking knew the word. word. It was just like, <laughs> like I've just never heard you use the word convalesce. Anyway, um, yeah, Cyborg's in versus Mergali. I, you know, I love Cyborg. Um, I That's a tough match for him, though. And I, I think everyone I online has admitted that's, an, that's a tough match. I Mergali just demolishing him, like... I feel like there's a, and this is what we, we're going to preview the match in more depth next week. But because it's you know coming up and it's been such a big replacement, I think it's really interesting because I think I see a bunch of paths from Regali to victory, and I'm not certain what I see Cyborg's path to victory as here. That's yeah. kind of the only thing that Regali typically wins by sub. He's looked good on the world stage. Subbed Ali recently. Ali is a similarly like strong competitor, similar to Cyborg. It's really tough to see Cyborg's path to victory again. I'm never gonna call, I'm gonna count Cyborg out, but it is a tough ask. Yeah, no, I, I see Mergali taking this handily. Should be uh, should be a lot of fun though. Regardless, um, let's see. Oh yeah, we found out basically how bad Mikey Musumeci's cut cut was for Worlds. 
Uh, he posted something up on Instagram this last week, basically why he cut his hair because he was 200 grams over. He had to cut his hair off to make the weight, weight for rooster weight. So Jesus. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole post up that he made that was like basically showing how bad it was. And I was like, that's terrible. Please, Mikey, don't do that again. Go up. Go up to back where you were and be a champion there. You've, you've made your point. You made his point. We get it. Yeah. Apparently, there's also um, – I can't speak too much about it. There's a little more information between the Bruno and uh, Mikey handshake there that happened. Um, there's – apparently, it's much more complicated on both sides. I can't talk anything about it now, but I was given some information that it is uh, – there is definitely points on both sides that, uh, that make it more complicated. Um, let's see what else. Oh, in other big news, we anything else on that, Emil? No. In other big news, we now have full ADCC divisions. I'm excited. You should be excited too. So all the invites are now out for ADCC, and we can basically start, you know, dream matchups for brackets. So in the men's under 66 kilogram division, we have the returning champion, 2017 champion, uh, Cobrinha. We have the first European trials winner, Sar Ekamadov. Yeah, you know, you know me. <laughs> First North American Trials winner. Ethan Crellinston. South American Trials winner. Juan Alvarenga. Second European Trials winner. Thomas Halpin. Asian Oceanic Trials winner. Kenta Iwamoto. We have invited. Gio Martinez. AJ Aragazarm. How did you say his last name? Aragazarm. <laughs> uh, Tanquino. We got Shane Jamil Hill Taylor. Paulo Miao. Gianni Grippo. Pablo Montevani. Michael Musumeci, Keith Gregorian, and Bruno Frazzato. Holy shit. That's a good division. That is a fucking good division. It's, I love EDCC because every division, we're going to say that after every division. Yeah, it's just like, oh, look, that's a good division too. It's like they're all really, really good divisions. There's not a single person on this in these divisions that's not like an action fighter that doesn't push the pace. It's not exciting to watch. So that is super exciting. On to the men's under 77 kilogram division, we have the returning champion JT Torres. They have the first European trials winner, Ross Nichols. The first North American trials winner, John Satava. The second North American trials winner, Nicky Ryan. The second North that's listed twice. <laughs> the first North American trials winner, uh, John Combs. The South American trials winner, Servio Tulio. The second European trials winner, Matus Gamro. We have the Asian Oceanic Trials winner. Lachlan Giles. And invited, we have... Wagner Hosha, Dylan Danis, Oliver Taza, Edwin Najmi, Hinato Canudo, Lucas Laprie, Celso Vinicius, and DJ Jackson. I don't know how in the hell DJ is going to make under 77. Yeah. <laughs> like, I read that, I was like... You better start cutting now. Yeah. I was like, are we, are we, are we lying to each other? Like, <laughs> dude, I mean, honestly, DJ is a professional. Like, he'll make the weight, but that dude walks at, like... 190 plus he's a big dude he's built like a human fire hydrant so that's um i think that's the biggest like announcement is like oh jackson's in that division and i expected him to actually get the 88 invite so for him to get the 77 invite under 77 was actually pretty surprising to me yeah absolutely so in the under 88 kilogram division we have the first north american trials winner adam wartzinski sorry the first european trials winner i was like uh, wartzinski's not north american yeah. The first North American Trials winner is Alec Balding. Second North American Trials winner. Josh Hinger. South American Trials winner. Gabriel Almeida. Second European Trials winner. Ben Dyson. Asian Oceanic Trials winner. Keller Locksody. And then in the invited category, we have... Craig Jones, Hustam Chizev, Rustam Chizev, Mike Perez, Kit Dale, Keenan Cornelius, Marilo Santana, Gabriel Arges, Gilbert Burns, Mateus Deniz, and John Blank. Thor. So, again, another... 
amazing division. There's really, again, there's not everyone I think in each division can win, but there's not a single guy in any of the divisions that I think is going to be like a boring guy to watch. It's like, oh, he's boring. Every dude brings it. So in the under 99 kilograms division, we have the we have the 2017-88 kilogram division champion, Gordon Ryan. He's going to move up because he can't make 80 under 88 anymore. Uh, we have the first European trials winner. Pertu Teponen. We have the first North American Trials winner. Tim Spriggs. Second North American Trials winner. Mason Fowler. South American Trials winner. Paulo Jose Barana. Barauna. Sorry. Second European Trials winner. Raz Avdoyan. With the Asian Oceanic Trials winner. Jacob Malkoon. And then in the invited category. Ben Hodgkinson. Patrick Gaudio. Vinny Magales. Lucas Hulk Barbosa. Rafael Lovato Jr. Rafael Lovato Jr. Hamil- you do the same thing I do all yeah, the time. I, call him Dude, I see the R and I'm like, that's definitely an H sound. And then you Hamil- forget he's American. Bahal, Jackson Souza and Luis Panza. There's so, one more invite TBA, it says. That's super exciting. I think actually uh, that was under 99. Um, I think is Ali listed? Ollie's, yeah, yeah, Ollie's okay because Ollie moved, and there was a so there's a kind of a something. There's still one more invite in that category because um, Muhammad Ali moved because he was like, I cannot make under ninety nine. That's kilograms. some golden ticket shit right there, man. Mm-hmm. Last one. So, uh, men's plus ninety nine kilogram division. We have the twenty seventeen returning champion Marcos Almeida Bushesha. We have the 2017 champion uh, from the un- plus ninety nine division Yuri Samos, and we have the first European Trials winner. Eldar Rafagayev. The first North American Trials winner. Aaron Tex Johnson. Second North American Trials winner. Nick Rodriguez. South American Trials winner. Antonio Braga Neto. Second European Trials winner. Mateus Juskowiak. We have the Asian Oceanic Trials winner. Dennis Roberts. And we have the in the invited category. Cyborg. Jared Dopp. Kanan Duarte. Joao Gabriel Rocha. Uh, Orlando Sanchez. Antonio Carlos Jr. Muhammad Ali and Victor Hugo. Is Shoeface that big? Antonio Carlos Jr.? I thought he... Doesn't he fight... Is he an 85er in the UFC? I have no idea. All right. So in the women's under 60 kilogram division, we have the 2017 returning champion, Bia Mesquita. We have the North American Trials winner. Jenna Bishop. We have the South American Trials winner. Franciel Nascimento. We have the European Trials winner. Livia Giles. The Oceanic Trials winner. Rikako Yuasa. In the invited category. Elvira Karpinen. Bianca Basilio and Fionn Davies. That is a dope division in the women's plus sixty in the women's plus sixty kilogram division. We have the twenty seventeen champion Gabby Garcia, the North American Trials winner. Mandaleve. The South American Trials winner. Karina Santi. The European Trials winner. Stephanie Egger. And in the invited category, Jessica Flowers, Anna Carolina Vieira, Natalie De Jesus, and Tayan Porforio. Tayani Porforio. Porforio. Thanks. She's the one that uh, just popped. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, we're looking at not recognizing names. Yep. So uh, I love that ADCC doesn't care. And they're like, you're really good. And uh, one of the top females uh, come to our event. So that is super exciting. In the super fight category, that's been the same the whole time. We have Andre Galvao versus Felipe Pena. So if you are not hyped for that, you're wrong. You should be. It is one of the most exciting events. It is probably the most exciting event of the year. Like, we just had Worlds last week. ADCC, I would argue, is honestly more exciting than, than Worlds. Yeah, it's more condensed, I would say. And it's got, in my opinion, a better rule set. So. It's got a better rule set. It's also every single name. Like, you can't – I would just do if you have to qualify in. For ADCC, you have to, like – 
not qualifying. IBJJF, you have to earn your points to get in, but kind of once you've done that at the black belt level, you can register. And there's a lot of people there that kind of like, eh, they're going to get knocked on the first round. For ADCC, because of how like the trial system works and the invite system works nowadays, honestly, well, there's a bunch of murderers. Yeah, there's definitely some people I look at and I'm like, you're not making out of the first round. But there's definitely a couple guys not going to make first, but all guys that are exciting in the first round and all guys that can put up a real, a real fight, you know, and, and, and at least give... Give some highlights and give whoever you're facing a hard time. Like, no one, no one here is an easy matchup. They may be, like, beatable guys, but no one's an easy walkover. So, super excited for that. So, this just in. Uh, ACBJJ, who's been kind of def- not defunct for a while, but hasn't been running a lot of events recently. So, Josh just texted us that ACBJJ looks like they're running ACBJJ 15. They haven't run an event in a while. Looks like it takes place September 7th and 8th. I think it takes place with the Central Russian Open Championships that they're going to run. So, I would guess that ACBJJ 15 is going to be September 8th, which is big because I'm really curious to see how they look. Then some reformatting. Um, I think ACB, the promotion for MMA, is now ACA. They've had a name change, so... Um, ACB is still just the jiu-jitsu side of it, so that would be really interesting. I'm really can, I'm really interested to see who they still have on contract, if they have any contracts that's still valid. I don't, you know, I got the impression that those contracts were not exactly waterproof. Like when, remember they signed up Gordon Ryan, and then like a couple months later he pulled out of that contract. Like it happened real fucking. Well, quick. they kind of they kind of folded because the car that he was on versus Vinny was like the last car that they ran, if I remember correctly. And they kind of like stopped. I remember him breaking the contract, though. Oh, I didn't It was just like, yeah, I remember him just being like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. He was like, it does not make sense from a financial standpoint. And, yeah. I don't recall it at all. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, but that's cool. Again, they won. They always put up really, really high-level guys. So I'm excited to see who they're going to bring for this next super fight card. Yeah. Um, in other news, as I go to the other page here, uh, let's say, oh yeah, first re- rerun redax. I had the Midwest finishers date wrong. It's not till June 22nd. So I think I was listing it as uh, last week, like a couple times. Um, it is now, it is the 22nd. I think I had the initial date written down right during Midwest finishers one. They flashed up on screen Midwest, Midwest finishers two. So I have, I have the updated date now, which is the 22nd. Um, let's see what else. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. If you like the show, just Please um, tell people at your gym about the show. That is the best way that we grow it. We always plug it at the end, but I want to plug it in news today because that's honestly like really the best way that we end up growing the show is like by word of mouth. We don't do a ton of advertising. Um, and so if you're going to you know support us, that's really the best way to do it. Share it. Give us a five-star review if you like what we say. <laughs> our, <laughs> our commentary, if you like the show, if you like our analysis, if you like Maine's fucking name goofs you know that's why i hand you the names like i looked i looked at the first european name for the adcc and i was like well i'm not gonna read that because i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher it worse than emil will so emil here you go um let's see in other news oh yeah so fight to win um is doing a small documentary on flow grappling where somebody did a documentary on fight to win 100 their hawaii event and it looks like really cool it's coming out wednesday so it'll be coming out the day after this show comes out uh flow grappling is also putting together a like a world's like footage compilation it looks like i can't really tell it's also coming out i think thursday of next week so flow films is honestly kind of stepping up recently and they've done a lot of more cool pieces so i'm excited to see like behind the scenes for fight to win because they put on such a cool event and for them to fly to hawaii i'm i'm sure that it's going to be a really like enthralling piece so go back and go back midweek and watch that um what else i don't think i have any other big news emil do you have any other news i'm gonna shout out to 
Viana on Grapplers Union. Yeah, so Grappler Alex Viana is on this week's episode of Grappler Union Podcast. Grappler Union Podcast, um, I listen to a ton of jiu-jitsu podcasts because that's what I do uh, in my free time. And um, I'm a big fan of the Grappler Union Podcast. They do a great show out of the Midwest, out of Chicago, out of the Chicagoland area. And they always feature a bunch of Chicago grapplers. Alex moved and left us from Baltimore and went to the frigid lands of Chicago. And he's on that podcast this week with his professor. And I think another gentleman is on there as well. Highly recommend you guys listen to them. Um, I really enjoy it. They do a fun show that really highlights uh, that area's grapplers. And it's a lot of fun. So one more recap of Fight to Win 114. This event took place in Portland, Oregon, and it was headlined by Gabby Garcia versus Hillary Van Orem. And Gabby Garcia becomes the heavyweight gi champion. This event paid a total of $36,834 in commissions, and I'm not sure why I read that backwards. <laughs> I was about to point that out. So yeah, Gabby Garcia defeats uh, Hillary Van Orem by... Is it Ornum? I think so. Okay, I kept calling her Ornum, and it's it's Orn. It's a, there's, a, there's another letter there, Emil. Yeah. That in um, true grappling run fashion, I did not read. So this was an absurdly fast m- match. Basically, it's like two minutes. Uh, less is a, a minute fifteen. Um, so Gabby hits an arm drag, a really slow arm drag, and she starts coming around the back and basically she, gets to side. She kind of just does like a drag down, takedown, just kind of. Eh, it's, it's like a pushing. Like she sticks her leg out to trip, but I don't think she actually like engages the feet. She just kind of like trucks uh, Hillary over. And basically pushes her to the mat, gets technical mount, and begins immediately attacking the Ezekiel and gets the tap a minute and fifteen in. It's just standard domination by Gabby. Like she looked what are good. You say? I mean, yeah. I think when's the last time we've actually seen her? I don't know if we've actually ever covered her on this show in a jujitsu bout. I think we did. Yeah. Wait, pick, I don't pick think a, pick a date, Emil. I could have sworn earlier this year that we covered her. I think we talked about her in. In did, MMA. Did, did we talk about her coming back, maybe? I think we, she announced... I thought she had signed up for Worlds or something like that initially. She signed up for some major, and we were super excited about it. I could have sworn this is like her second fight to win that we covered, but... I, I believe be this wrong. is her debut. I think okay. she, this made her debut, but again, looks super dominant. Um, I'm really excited to see her. I honestly really hope that fight to win makes the Porfario matchup, because like that is a matchup that I want to see. Potentially, we're going to see it at ADCC, because um, I can see both Porfario and Gabby making it to the finals. They're both in ADCC. They're both in plus 99 um they are basically two of the powerhouses at that weight class so i hope we see it at fight to win but we're probably gonna see it at adcc um not we'll a whole lot both maybe yeah not a whole lot i mean because adcc does have a different rule set so i'd like to i would like to see it in the fight to win rule set because i think fight to win has one of the strongest rule sets of like i really enjoy the rule set so not a whole lot technically else to say about that that matchup gabby looked Dominant. Looked good. And yeah. she gets the finish real, real quick. Yep. Uh, next match, you want to talk about... We want to talk about next, actually. Yeah, no, we'll just we'll keep going. Um, so, Catherine Perret defeats Fionn Davies by guillotine. And that was Fight of the Night for the Black Belts, and Catherine Perret becomes the female Nogi Bantamweight champion. Yeah, dude, I did not see this coming, because mm-hmm. Fionn started so fucking strong. She hits a body lock trip off of an Uchimata attempt and lands on top and immediately takes the fucking I'm back. really happy that her foot's fine now, though, by yeah. the way. Like we, got, I was kind of concerned because she got her foot injured by was it Bianca, uh, Bia, yeah, I, I Bia. Okay, I, for um, some reason always invert their two names, and uh, she I, limped well, off the hold mats. On. Actually, I, I could be. Well, we could look it up. We're not going to look it up. She got her foot injured last week. I was really, really concerned that it was going to be like a lasting injury. She actually got it pop. It was sprained, and she'd be out for a little bit. And we would not see her in this matchup. So we see her in this matchup, and she looks real good. She looks really good, and honestly, like this was a surprise. Like, this was a surprise uh, finish for Catherine Perrette. Like, Fionn was on her back attacking 
chokes for a while. For honestly. a while, she, like the top, and it wasn't even to like one side. She had her pretty much like, um, what do you call it when you're on your back, like laying, and your opponent's like directly over top of you, like and not onto one side. They're just like you get to attack both sides evenly, and she was there for a while. They eventually went to one side, but Theon looked really, really good. Her positional control looked really, really good. And Perrette was on the defensive. So basically, Theon does angle off to the side. And Catherine is able to escape the back, and she shrimps hard and shucks Fionn. Perrette's explosive. Dude. The, like, underratedly explosive. Like, you should watch. I've, I don't think I've ever said this before. You should watch this match just to see the shrimp. It's That's how you <laughs> fucking shrimp. Like, holy I shit. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it like, was just... It was beautiful because Fionn is going to turn the angle to go on the top to come to like top mount. And Perrette, like, basically stiff arms her out and just, like, Explodes. Bam. Like, just launches off and... Fionn does transition and starts doing a really slick back take, but misses it. And Catherine comes up and, and then stands like basically straight up. And Fionn is still kind of well, she's almost, like, almost on like, her knees, kind of like in like one step behind on the stand up because Catherine has got out of the position. Yeah, Catherine's like almost in like a, a technical stand up position. And Fionn grabs a single leg, but she keeps her head out. And Catherine just grabs a guillotine and just starts fucking cranking it. Has a really nice readjustment in the middle there. It kind of looked like what you saw um, Adesanya do to Gastelum, like that standing guillotine where. There's a turnover and it kind of ends up like a mounted guillotine, sort of like really, really good. And it's one of those like high elbows where you see that basically you have no control on the opponent's um, like top shoulders, so it's all neck and face, and it ends up turning the head. Really, really nice guillotine. I mean, and then for Perrette to come back and capitalize on that one small mistake that Davis made, uh, super impressive. Really great finish. The camera work is amazing. You can see exactly where Fionn puts her head, exactly how Catherine adjusts the guillotine, makes the angle, and, and gets the tap. Just really impressive it match. It's really uncomfortable, too. Like, Fionn's head was, like, twisting. Oh, and you saw after the match, she, like, tilts her head back and forth, like, yeah, ow. Yeah, it, it could have easily been, like, a total crank. Having done that to many, many people in that exact way, that guillotine sucks, and she fought for a while in a bad, bad spot. Yeah. Having, like, cranked many a neck in my day, yeah. um, that was a super deep guillotine. It's like, And it's really cool because, honestly, um, credit to Perrette, this is a, even oh, yeah. harder to finish than you think it is because because she doesn't have control of the top shoulders initially, you've basically got to run your hand around um, and, and basically anticipate the role of your opponent and beat them with the top arm that has the guillotine hand locked in in order to get the angle enough to actually finish the choke and pull the neck into your body. Really, really cool. Very, very hard to finish and just comes off this one little error. And so it's really cool. I'm really excited. I assume these women are going to match up again. Um, again, another really, really exciting match. Deservedly fight of the night for the Black Belts. Anything else you want to add about this match? No, it was outstanding finish uh, by Catherine Perrette. And, yeah, it's good Good that Theon is still on her feet, as it were. Yeah. So next match, we have Claudio Duvall defeating Thamara. Probably Tamara. Tamara. I said Thamara. Tamara Ferreira via split decision. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if I agree with that decision. Um, but this it's match, a split decision, so you know it was kind yeah. of a close match. But I really thought towards the end, uh, Tamara like, did a, was doing a lot more. Doing a lot more chokes, a lot more. She, I like, mean, at the end, the end of the match, she finished in, like, was like a tech mount kind of? Yeah, yep. And so this match was a lot of double open guard. Um, some nice knee bar attempts actually Tamara also had. Yeah. Um, Emil and I talked about, Emil was like, we need another name for, like, the 50-50 when you're not quite in 50-50. Yeah, but when you're people sort aren't of in committed. 50/50. It's, like, double seated open guard. 
I guess what you could call it. It's just it. a mouthful, though. Yeah. But that's really... There's I, like, I'm going to call it the 25-25. 25-25. Because there's like a position we saw a lot in this match before. And we see a lot... We see it all the, all the time. time. It's like, like when two people aren't locked all the way into the 50-50, but they're still sort of almost at the knees with it, and you don't have like hip on hip. Right. And it, there's still a lot more transitions there. People can there. like pummel out, too. So like sometimes it's not like completely even. It's just a double-seated open guard. Um, but I don't yeah. want to say double-seated open guard. Both time, I mean, all the time. And also, a double seated open guard could potentially be like not an engaged position with the legs. Like, so we need a position like twenty. I think twenty five, twenty five is a good way to put that because the legs are sort of entangled on the same side, and it's sort of a quarter even position right. from both parties. We both can kind of get out because there's not there's not fifty percent committal to it, which right. you're still kind of sort of stuck there. So a lot of that position in this match, um, but some nice transitions and submission attempts. So next match we have James Popolo defeating Mario. Oliveira by Omo Plata. And that was submission of the night for the Black Belts. This was fucking crazy. So Jane... This reminded me a lot of the Ali versus Margali match to cut you off in the middle yeah, of the Yeah, no, no, no. By all means, uh, like, so what Maine is referring to is, like, we saw James in several positions where he could have, and in fact, at some point had a trap triangle locked. He could have gone for the triangle submission, and he elects to go for the Oma Plata, which is just like... They're in the gi, though, so it does make a lot of sense. So if that's your game, and you're good, and you also, he also had the wrist grip, too. Yeah. And that wrist grip is so... I think it's underratedly hard to break if you're really... If they have a good cat's paw grip on the Omoplata there. Sure, but just think about how high a percentage the triangle is. Super fucking high? Yeah. And how statistically low percentage the Omoplata is? Right. As a submission, the traditional Omoplata is pretty low. It's People are, are beginning to refer to it more of as a sweep than anything. Like That's interesting. And that was, that's something we've seen developed in the last like two... In like probably the last year. Really, people like it was Domoplata. Now it's like everyone kind of even refers to it as they use it as a sweeping position because it's so hard to finish the lock. Yeah, yeah, it is. But in this case, James fucking finishes it like beautifully. I thought it was really cool. You saw him lock the Omoplata and sorry, turn the angle for the Omoplata, and he has Morrow like kind of postured down and he goes to like the triangle with the legs. He doesn't switch all the way over and hip all the way out. He goes to the triangle first to kind of it seems like put additional weight above Morrow's head to stop him from posturing because that's sort of what we saw Margali do to Ali. He changed the high angle, he changes to the triangle, and he changes over to stop the posturing of Ali. And then when Ali goes to pull out, he cuts the angle additionally, gets that belt grip, and just gets the finish. Yeah. Absolutely, and does really awesome like side sort of scooting to to break the posture down even more. It's fucking great. Finish. Really, really good technical like answers to basically standing on a plata escapes. Yeah. So good, really good. Just good technique for submission. Nothing flashy. Just like good fundamental, you know, oma plata down the stretch. So next match we have Amanda Lowen defeating Elizabeth Mitrovic by triangle. Um, we really wanted to cover this match. Um, we couldn't actually find the video. This video was ended up being Hiago George and Barrett Yoshida, which we'll cover shortly. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully it gets uploaded at some point. Hopefully that gets fixed. We're, we're looking through, we're going through the main video, and usually what I do is I watch the video and then I take notes after it. Yeah. And so I can't find it again to watch to take a notes again so it's monday night and we're recording and earlier today i was watching the videos there were 25 videos up 
uh, at around noon today. And now we just checked and watched some of the videos that weren't uploaded then. There's up to 36 now, so hopefully... Most of them should be up. Again, I assume that there's one of them that's just mislabeled yeah. because I went to click on it and it was barrier sheet out. I was like, oh, cool, convenient. I'm going to take notes on this anyway. Right, so, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I hope that they get, they get fixed around, but there may be some other videos. So if you're watching a video and it doesn't seem like the right competitors or the commentators talking about different people, it's probably a labeling item right now. Hopefully it gets sorted out in the next couple of days by the time the show comes out. But... um. Actually, the show comes out in like two hours. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully it gets sorted out. But uh, they, if, if something weird like that happens when you're watching the videos, that's probably what's going on. So Phil Schwartz defeats Robert Wolf by decision. Brian Marug defeats Gustavo Benzal Bessa by decision. Alex Lee defeats Juan Bernardo by decision. Ben Dyson defeats John Diggins via Darce. So this was <laughs> this is an interesting match. So John was doing this funny thing where he was kind of – so they're standing up. It's, it's no gi. And John, the majority of the match was standing, honestly. Yeah, exactly. And John was pressuring forward, but he he was bent at the hips with his head just pushing into uh, the upper arm. Ben's shoulder, I guess, like right like above bicep. No, right, not even the bicep, like right above, like the armpit, almost. Yeah. like almost not even at the lower collarbone, like kind of in. Like, if you're going to snap someone into the pocket to go for a guillotine, like, kind of where you want their head. Yeah, just, like, three inches higher than, like, yeah. having the head in the guillotine. And so this happens, like, basically the whole match. And Ben just, like, multiple times starts just doing it. I, w- I won't even call it a snap down. He just, he, just, he fish- just lifts his arm up and gets John into a front headlock. And then finally is able to clasp his hands together and he gets a Darce uh, grip. And he goes palm to palm and just do. I love that. I love that palm yeah. to palm because the palm to palm. So basically, if you get the dark grip, uh, you go palm to palm and you put your hand like in a gable grip and you put the forearm on the back of their neck and you can rotate your opponent down and it is. It's not impossible. It's like cement mixture basically, but it's the palm to palm on the darts and it's not impossible to stop. But it's pretty freaking impossible to stop. Hard, yeah. So he turns him over. He locks it in. But it's really again. I like the camera angle here because you can see him fighting that palm to palm, and you can see that just you can't posture back up in that position. Locks it over. Get traps the leg. Finishes the darts. But I was just really interested as to. I'm kind of. I'm wondering what John's game was here because I'm curious to see if he was going for like an outside single leg. He's trying to bait something, or maybe his game baits off of the front headlock and he runs like he runs out the side I, and gets the back. I could not tell. Like it, it just. It was a really interesting was, matchup, though. It was weird, man. He was just kind of like hand fighting a little bit, but like without clear kind of like positional advancement. So I wasn't sure, and it was kind of a liability and. We saw Troy hit a Darce exactly like this a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago when someone was just kind of like not respecting. Troy's was great because he just he just, yeah, he sat just up. like sat up <laughs> and was great. like, "Cool, you're in a headlock now." In my notes is Troy sits up, gets the guillotine. Oh, yep. he finished. So uh, next match we got Hiago George defeating Barrett Yoshida by decision. Holy shit! Uh, this was we saw Thiago coming off a of world. Yeah, exactly. Like, dudes coming off a of world, coming placing a world with the, with the quadruple closeout. Emil's favorite thing in the world to fight Barrett Yoshida. We're like, not going down that rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's levels to this. Barrett is incredible, and he's a fight to win veteran. He's a veteran of many, many promotions. Ten time ADCC veteran. The commentary lets you know, and I was doing my head like. Does he really have that many? Holy shit. Yeah, he's been there a ton. Like, you don't, you really, there's very few guys that have as much experience as Yoshida. But Thiago George is at the current 
echelon and peak of that division. So it's a tough, tough match. So Hyago has a crushing top half. He has great knee cuts, deep collar grips. Really impressed with the passing here from oh, him. Oh, dude, he had he hit an amazing backstep pass. Gets side control, technical mount, neon belly, north south to leg weave. He basically runs three hundred and sixty degrees mm-hmm. around Barrett to get him in that kind of like fetal position, yeah. side control. It's just like I, I don't even know like. What I, I was, know. what I honestly was really impressed with was on the was on the defensive side from Yoshida. Like Yoshida did a really, really good job a bunch of times getting the knee shielding, getting the legs back involved, and like not kind of be being wilted by the repeated passing attempts from a dude just coming off of meddling at worlds. Like he did a really, really good job. And that's, that's why a Yo- very glass half full perspective you have. <laughs> I mean, I, like I am, I love Yoshida. Like I have, I love Yoshida. The big reason I love Yoshida is because I use him as a, t- as a teaching tool. Yeah. In my classes that yeah, whenever a fucking crucifix, the crucifix and yeah. that one video where he punches the guy in the face a bunch, basically under the nose and lifts the head, lifts the head, lifts the head with like the forearm. And then he gets rear naked choke. Like, I've used that video for as long as I've been instructing jujitsu, and I have a soft spot for Yoshida because I really enjoy his game. I love that he's like the only guy that plays back crucifix. So yeah, I'm a little half a glass half full on Yoshida. Yeah. Um, Hiago looked so good. Like Super his passing dominant. looked, yeah. it looked world's level passing. It looked so clean. He got around the legs. Yeah. I mean, he had to work to do it, but just the smoothness in which he could do it on a guy as a veteran as Yoshida was just impressed me to no end. Yep. Yeah. That's about it. Um, we got Jay Shellhammer defeating Don Stoner by decision. Eddie Ziegler defeats Andrew Marshall by armbar. Erickson Abelos defeats Micah Caputo by decision. On to the brown belts. Brian Nuro defeats Derek Castro by armbar. Michael Courier defeats Anthony Ramirez by ankle lock. Preston Botter defeats Ryan Honky by... Uh, sorry, Ryan Honky Hart by decision. Sam Hardy defeats John Shaw by armbar. And that was submission of the night for the brown belts. Dan Dykeman defeats Kevin Hughes by decision. Uh, Vanny Mariscal defeats Jessica Van by decision. And that was fight of the night for the brown belts. Aaron Newman defeats Jose Rodriguez by decision. Dan Walsh defeats Dylan Leroux by decision. On to the purple belts. Jacoby Marshall defeats Joey Meter by split decision. Chandler Pass defeats Gil Eva Mandiola by choke. Chris Lesioni defeats Chad McKinney by decision. Charlie Gilpin defeats Dylan Duvall by flying armbar. Now submission of the night for the Purple Belts. Alan Bartol defeats Casey Van by decision. Now it's fight of the night for the Purple Belts. Ben Sutz defeats Anthony Tillman by rear naked choke. Tracy Danielson defeats Hirako Sato by decision. Chance Stamps defeats Giancarlo LaRusso by decision. That's a dope name, by the way. Champ Stamps. Chance uh, Stamps. Chance Stamps. Chris Cabe defeats Tillin, Tyler Bostock by decision. Jalen Powell defeats Joey Ellsmore by triangle. Valen Karen defeats Pierce Pappas by front choke. Carlos Shellhammer defeats Haley Mitchell by Kimura. Tyler Rivera defeats... Josiah Iwamizu by armbar. That was really good to me. I was looking at the name. I was like, I don't know what he's going to say here. On to the blue belts. Haley Van defeats Ella Provost by guillotine. And on to the kids' results. Colleen Glassman defeats Strider Walls by cross choke. So that does it for Fight 114 in Portland, Oregon. Great event. Videos are up. Watch them. There's a lot of really cool technical pieces to watch. And it was honestly like a real, some really, really fun matchup in this card. Looking forward to the next one.
So on to our preview of UAEJJF King of Mats, the heavyweights. Emil was going to be out next week, but um, <laughs> I'm traveling. But I'm going to fucking watch this because I fucking love UAEJJF. So we're doing a late recording next week. It'll be uh, so it'll, again. The show doesn't affect when the show comes out at all. But Emil, I was like, Emil, out next week. He's like, Yeah, Matt, next week. And I was like, It is King of Mats. So and he goes. We'll record on Monday. <laughs> so um, UAEJJF always does a Grand Slam and then followed by King of Mats on Sunday. The um, b- Both events are taking place in Moscow. And so basically we'll have the full like tournament uh, on the days leading up to Sunday. On Sunday we have King of Mats, which is just heavyweights. So what the King of Mats is, is basically you need to have won a Grand Slam event for UAEJJF in order to get an invite to go into the King of Mats. And it's basically... The best people of that division that compete in the UAE JJF get an invite. They do it. There are two brackets, typically with four people per bracket. Five competitors. What I say? You said four competitors. There's two two brackets of five. Two brackets of five. Four matches per bracket. The winner has the most amount of points. Goes from bracket A, then bracket B fight, and that determines your champion for the king of mats. It's awesome. The production value is amazing whenever they run it um that's why it's i think it's one of your favorite events to do i don't think you've missed Fuck a yeah. one in forever no i can't remember the last one i met, missed um so yeah it's awesome they're six minute matches so they tend to be really fucking action-packed and you have little mini round robins <laughs> so there's no questions as to who who should have progressed in uh, a given situation Inle- unless the guy gets injured that's the only time it's a little weird and here's the fucking lineup Hudson Mateus, Kanan Duarte, Joao Gabriel Rocha, Ricardo Evangelista, Lucas the Hulk Barbosa, Jackson Souza, Gerard Lubinsky, Igor Silva, Adam Wardzinski, and Donghua Choi. That's fucking bananas. How do you think they bracket? And I, I want to really want to speculate on how they bracket them up, but like, I think. Kanan, I think Kanan and hard Hulk are in two separate brackets. Yep. Those are the two obvious so what, ones to me. What bracket is Joao Gabriel in? Joao Gabriel Hosha, because I think him, Kanan, and Hulk. Are the, the front runners those to are take the front that? Hundred um, percent. Um, we've seen Wardzinski versus Duarte before. He's had a rough go at it. Yeah, Duarte's... hopefully they put Wardzinski into Hulk's like bracket just because we've, we've like, seen the Kane matchup. Kanan... Kind of has his number right now. He has his number. Has beat him like like think... four or five times in the last like certainly in the last year, but maybe even the last six months. I think in the last like two months he's beat him twice. I think he subbed him at Brazilieros and I think at Worlds they met up in the round Oh, they did? And eight? They, they met up at another UAE JJF that, that I covered. Okay. Because I, I remember being like, oh, shit. Like, they, they had a several matchups. Maybe it was in the open, maybe it was in the regular like Grand Slam event. Yeah, maybe. Wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me again. We've seen these guys match up before. I hope they're in separate brackets. Um, yeah. They're, who do you think takes this? I mean, it's... Kanan. I mean, this is Kanan's... Uh, you don't think Jar Gabriel takes it? Jar Gabriel's a big fucking dude. He has Bouchesha problems. He was he was either him or Bouchesha this year until he got food poisoning and was out of worlds. Like, he's tough to beat. I think if anyone can do it, it's Kanan. Um, I wouldn't put it past Hulk either, but... I feel like depending on how they nah, bracket, I got, I just got fucking Kanan, dude. Like he's just fucking unstoppable. Hudson Mateus is gonna be, you know, I'm I'm kind of cooling on him. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen him like he's elevate. A little, yet. He's a little hot and cold sometimes. Yeah, some of it. Oh, some he's of definitely an elite, can, like, elite guy, but we've like he he can just like he's he's not a momentum guy for sure. Like Hulk is obviously like mm-hmm. I could I you know Hulk. Yeah, I could I could see maybe Hulk taking this, um, but I I still have my money on on Kanan, especially after you're always gonna bet against. Kanan. I mean, Kanan won Worlds, and Hulk 
got knocked out in quarterfinals. So, you know. I, that's not that's not, honestly not an unreasonable assessment. Yeah. So anything else on that one? That's again, this is gonna be an awesome event. It's, it's gonna be dope. Lined up. I cannot believe how stacked that bracket is. Yeah. Because um, they pay money. Super entertaining. Right. On to the next one. So on to our preview of Fight to Win 115 in Seattle, Washington. This event is main evented by a 215-pound black belt gi bout, Tanner Rice versus Helton Jose Jr. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, Tanner Rice is, you know, perpetually in marquee fucking events. Um, you know, he's in Worlds too. He didn't have a particularly deep run, but you know, is definitely fucking top notch. We just saw him run against um was it Kanan at Fight to Win? Or was it uh, I think it was Duarte. Duarte had that beautiful sweep right at the beginning. So he's coming off a loss going to this one. But, dude, he is tough. He's tough to beat. Yeah. And so I think Helton Jose Jr. is going to be – I think this is a really nicely even match. Yeah. Even matchup at 215 should be a really, really good event. Yeah. Main event. A uh, next event next, – next matchup, we have a 155-pound black belt Masters gi title, Marcus Torregrossa versus Pete Shoemaker. Uh, both guys that we see on Fight to Win a lot. This, honestly, they're both pretty, pretty action fighters. Uh, I think we saw Pete – really, really recently. I think we haven't seen Marcus in a little bit on Fight to Win, but um, again, if you're fighting for a Masters title, it means you're you know, you're know active on Fight to Win. You've accrued the points to earn the title shot. I'm excited for it. We have a 225-pound black belt gi match. Daniel Ripper versus Jameson Cummings. We have a 200-pound black belt gi bout. Clayton Ramos versus Jason Butcher. 195-pound black belt gi bout. Mauricio Alonso versus Renato Bezerra. 185-pound black belt gi bout. Gustavo Andrade versus Manny Rocha. We have a 185-pound black belt gi bout. Nick Green versus Nathan Mendelssohn. This is a good matchup. This, yeah. I'm honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this is actually towards the top of the card. Um, both these guys are on fight to win frequently. A lot of fun. I haven't seen Nathan Huge Mendelsohn. veterans. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, Nick, we see also, like, refing all the time. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to ref and then take the ref uniform off and put the gi on. I think it's a gi bout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a keep out. And then we've seen Nathan. Nathan's looked really good recently. Uh, sorry, looked really good. I don't recall having seen him recently, but I could be mistaken about that. Again, um, always excited to see Nick and then always excited to see Nathan. So it's really cool to see them against each other on this one. Uh, another, again, perennial fight to win contender, 180-pound black belt noogie bout, Dom Hoskins versus Adam Dunkel. I think Dom is the second most appearances on fight Be- to win behind Troy. Troy. Yeah, I think he's like, I think he's at, 18 i think it troy's at like like that they're both like dude it's him and troy fighting for that like most fight to win appearances title i should have come up with a better name for that um (laughs) so that'll be a lot of fun dude dom always brings it uh 175 pound black belt gi bout juan souza versus john erlitson 170 pound black belt gi bout luis gustavo campos versus igor estrella 165 pound black belt gi bout sean nick morad versus thomas hylett fuck yeah i think sean was uh we saw sean like a little bit ago and he had a really we covered his matchup i forgot why we covered his matchup but if we covered his matchup it means we liked his matchup so that's awesome next match we have 150 what Oh, we have a 155-pound black belt nogi bout. Andrew Fonseca versus Tiago Gaia. We have a 165-pound judo bout. We haven't Hell seen judo yeah. in a little bit. This Good. is I love me some fight to win judo, man. Yep, I'm glad it's back on. Fabricio Silva versus August Meisner. We have a hundred. We have a 205-pound brown belt nogi bout. Stefano Gomez versus Renato Valente. And then we got a bunch of other brown belts on the card. Some purple belts on the card. We got some uh, showcase kids and teens matches on the card. Should be a lot of fun. That one takes place on June 15th and starts at 8 p.m. I assume that's East Coast time, but I don't know. So uh, look forward to it. 
So in uh, some other grappling news, Masvidal, uh, George Masvidal, Jorge, George Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal, and Anthony Pettis are going to have a grappling bout with uh, Dean Tool Promotions. Um, looks like there's an app you can go find. Go find them on Instagram if you're looking for it. Uh, you can download the app. It looks like it's a pay-per-view. I think it's like 10 or 20 bucks, depending on what version of the pay-per-view you buy. Um, there's some other stuff on the card as well. Um, Masvidal and Pettis both have really good grappling, so it'll be exciting. I think Masvidal's a pretty decent wrestler, and Pettis is really, really good off his back. He's a submission artist, yeah, for sure. Lots of flash subs. I think he has him or Cowboy is uh, have the most submissions off their back in WEC and UFC history. So, could be a really interesting matchup. Also on the card is uh, Chris Barnett versus Yoel Romero in another jiu-jitsu super fight. Fuck yeah. I, I would watch Yoel Romero fucking ankle pick people all day long. Dude, that's standing ankle pick. So back, if you don't know what Mills referring to, is back in one of Yoel's really early professional it fights, was, like a it was, second or first professional fight. It was a fight. ring. It wasn't an octagon. Yeah, I yeah. Remember that. It was It was a fight in, in Germany. And it was like first, second amateur fight, technically a pro fight. Um, he hits a standing ankle pick on a guy. Basically, he's standing in front of the guy in he punching just, range. He like, leans down, grabs the ankle, and just fucking rips the guy. Rips the guy off his feet. So it's, if you've never seen it, it's, it's a technical it's a, masterpiece to watch him do that. bonkers. It's just... It's a strength thing. It's also, if you look at the timing on it, he hits it like... It's beautiful timing at the world level of like why he's such a good wrestler. So that should be a lot of fun. If you're interested in that, it happens um, on an app. I'm not again. I'm not. I don't really know a whole lot about it. Dean Tool Promotions is where it's happening. If you're interested in it, you can find it there. So Toro Cup 14 is taking place on July 15th. It's a charity event, really great charity. Um, they don't usually stream, but if you're in the area, it usually takes place in Raleigh, North Carolina. I believe it where it is where it takes place. If you're in the area, highly recommend you go and watch it. Um, the showcase match is DeAndre Corbe versus Jerome Meow. That's June 15th, by the way. What I say? July. It's June 15th. That's why we're previewing. Yeah, my bad. That's why I'm previewing it on this show and not in a month from now. That's so right. if you're in the area, it takes place in Durham, North Carolina. Um, I've been to Durham before. I worked there for a couple weeks. Cool story. When bro. I was king of the sewers. Nice. Yeah. Uh, on, on, bad. There's other matches, a bunch of other matches on the card. I think Jared Lawton's on the card as well. Um, a lot of fun. Sports a good cause. Highly recommend if you're in the area to go and do it, uh, to go and see it. So uh, that's all I got for this week, Emil. Um, we are doing commentary coming up on SAGC at College Park on uh, the 23rd of this month, which is June. Yeah. I kind of forgot what SAGC that. is a ton of fun. Man and Josh are going to fucking shred it. You know on commentary? I guess I'm on commentary. Are you going to be there? If you're going to be there, you're on commentary. I just forget, like, who was scheduled to be there. I know I'm scheduled to be there. I, I know Josh has Josh. a match. Okay. If you want to come, come down. Oh, fuck yeah, You're dude. good on the mic. Fuck yeah. You're better than my ass on a mic. <laughs> I don't know about that, but so, uh, yeah. SAGC is the shit. It's awesome. That's a ton of fun. Um, I, We did live commentary uh, for... The seventh event. Yeah, the seventh event last summer. It was fucking blast um yeah our commentary is amazing honestly i'm very proud of our commentary in that event and yeah. so like that's why when we got offered to do it again i was like let's do it again because it wasn't terrible the first time and uh, there's some fun matchups they're doing a 155 pound tournament we're going to preview that more i think uh two weeks from now before the event comes out so look forward to that but if you're interested you, you can still get tickets now for the event it's a smaller venue so tickets may sell out or tickets will sell out uh, if you're interested in going to it it looks to be a lot of fun josh Josh's ass is fighting on this card. That's right. As well, so he has a matchup. Um, super a lot of fun. That's all for this week. Uh, what else you got, man? What else you got going on this week? That's it, man. Just some UAE JJ King of Mats. My back is getting better slowly. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I can almost sit without pain. Um, I can like put shoes on and shit. It's great. I got another uh, appointment tomorrow with pain management. 
um, to basically determine if I'm get a third quarter zone shot or not. So that's good. I still definitely can't train, but I am in less constant pain. So my quality of life has gotten significantly better. Thank you for everyone who has reached out to us in DMs and comments and all that stuff, like, you know, wishing me well and giving me some advice on, you know, what they've done, that, that kind of stuff. Really appreciate all of that. And it's been uh, really, really cool to see everyone that kind of listens to the show or a lot of people that listen to the show kind of come together and reach out and go like, hey, like, it sucks. But, uh, you know, wishing the best for you. Fuck yeah. So that's been a little cool, like, little heartwarming moment between everyone. Um Again, I want to pimp it one more time. If you are interested in winning a Grappling Rewind patch, you can find out how to do so on the Instagram page. Um, leave a comment there with someone's name tagged, just some requirements for entering the contest. Uh, if you're in the U.S., we will ship you out a patch if you win, and um, you can put it on your gi and then send us a picture and like, yeah, it's on my gi. And um, if you're interested in that, that's where to find it. You got anything else, Emil? That's it. As always, I'm your host, Maine. And I'm Emil. We are the Grappling Rewind. We'll see you on the mats. If you like the show, please consider sharing it on Facebook with the folks at your gym. It's the best way that we grow the show, and we really appreciate it. You can reach out to us on email. We also have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Google+. Until that shuts down. We have a website. If you have an event you would like to have us cover, please let us know. If you have a name, like most people do, and you'd like to have us stop butchering it, let us know. Reach out to us. The show is also available on YouTube, Spotify, in addition to iTunes, and every other podcast service. We very much appreciate your time, and thank you.